0: and 1-800-WBT-1110 and uh, the email pete at thepetecalendershow.com Twitter is at Pete So yeah, over the years uh, just, I I say this I don't know why I feel the need to kind of defend myself. I'm not even being attacked but uh, just by way of explanation I guess I should say. uh, I enjoyed the way uh, Rush Limbaugh would do topics and it didn't matter if he spent an entire show on one topic. It didn't matter to him, right? People enjoyed the content I did, and he would go through and do this, you know, the he would kind of work through the news of the day and he would approach it from all these different angles, right? And I always appreciated that because you get a deeper understanding of the issue. And then, of course, as... Uh, particularly like in an ongoing news story, once you have the deeper understanding of the issue, then as the story continues, you're able to kind of formulate opinions and test your earlier uh, theories and assumptions and such because you are up to speed on all of the underlying issues, right? So I've done the first two hours talking about the $20 million the meetings of that that uh, that were funneled from these oligarchs and authoritarian firms and regimes to Hunter Biden and then you got the follow up immediately following up these payments you get the meets with Joe Biden at Cafe Milano three different occasions at least at this you know really elite place that bills itself as uh the place to see and be seen you know where the glamorous set of Washington DC gathers that's their Billing, they promote themselves as that. They got pictures all over their website of all of these famous people that have, you know, come in and the owner poses for pictures with everybody. That's the brand that they sell. And Biden was selling a different brand. Hunter Biden was the, he was the conduit or bagman, if you will. He was the guy that had to get his, his hands dirty. He would go and he would fly all around the world. He would meet with all of these people and he would, get access for them to his father as proven in these dinner meetings. And also the phone calls, the 20 plus phone calls where he would put dad on speaker phone because of course dad's going to take his son's call, right? That's the proof. That's proof of life. I went over this yesterday. So all of that is sort of, you know, that's the, that's the latest iteration, but there's another component here. I've not heard a lot of people talk about this. The Washington Examiner, I think they're the ones that uncovered this. They broke this story, I believe, uh, two days ago. And the headline here is Hunter Biden Business Associates close with replacement Ukrainian prosecutor. All right, so there are a couple different people here that you their names you need to know, obviously the Bidens. But You've probably heard of that guy, Victor Shokin. He was the special prosecutor in Ukraine. He's the guy that Joe Biden got fired, right? You remember Shokin. He was replaced by another guy named Yuri Lutsenko. Lutsenko, right? Yuri. Yuri Lutsenko replaces Shokin in 2016. After Joe Biden makes the visit, with Hunter Biden in tow, makes the visit, tells him you better fire this prosecutor or else we're not giving you U.S. aid. So he leverages U.S. aid for something of value that he wants, which is precisely what they indicted Donald Trump on. Literally, right? Trump wanted an investigation. He wanted info. He was like, hey, tell me what you know there, Zelensky, about the firing of this prosecutor. And if you tell me what I want to know, you tell me what you know about this firing. Was there corruption involved? Yeah, sure, you can come to the White House. Happy to have have you come. Maybe you should have done, you know what? That's where Trump screwed up. He should have gone to Cafe Milano. Duh. Okay, so that's what he was indicted on, or uh, impeached over, I should say. That was his first impeachment over the, quote, perfect phone call. All right, so you got Shokin, replaced by Yuri Lutsenko. But then you also have a lobbying firm. The lobbying firm is called Blue Star Strategies, right? Blue Star Strategies has two people working for it, two ladies working for it, Sally Painter and Karen Tramontano. Tramontano. Sally and Karen, right? They work for this lobbying firm, Blue Star Strategies, which I don't know what the name means, but if I had to guess, I'm thinking Democrat Aligned, whatever. pals. With Hunter Biden. Okay. Now you know the players. I believe those are all the... Well, wait. There's another one. Zlochevsky. He's from Burisma. You've heard his name. Mentioned him in the last uh, hours, uh, last couple hours. He's the guy from Burisma. Zlochevsky. All right. So those are the those are the names. Zlochevsky at Burisma. You got Yuri Lutsenko, who replaced Shokin. And then you got Sally and Karen. Okay. You know the players. Here we go. After Vice President Joe Biden succeeded in pressuring the Ukraine to remove Prosecutor General Victor Shokin, the next person to hold that job, Yuri Lutsenko, had ties to... You might want to sit down for this. That's right, Hunter Biden. He had ties to Hunter Biden. Yuri Lutsenko had ties to Hunter Biden. Yuri Lutsenko took over for Shokin after Shokin got ousted in 2016. Lutsenko relied on the Blue Star Strategies lobbyists that were also representing Burisma and its chief executive, Zlochevsky. I'm sure it's just a coincidence, right? Hunter Biden personally brought the lobbyists into the Burisma deal in 2015 for the purpose of shutting down investigations of Burisma's chief executive. And that's not some Republican House Oversight Committee member telling you that. That's Hunter Biden's emails telling you that. He brought Blue Star strategies in to help Burisma get rid of its investigations. And lo and behold, what did Joe Biden say? Son of a, well, son of a gun. They fired him before he even got on the plane to leave because he threatened to withhold American taxpayer-funded aid. The connection is newly relevant due to a fresh debate about whether Shokin was actually investigating Burisma at the time Joe Biden pushed to have him removed. That debate was sparked last week by testimony from Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner, who said that... The board members at Burisma were, quote, fed a narrative. The Burisma board members were told that the Ukrainian prosecutor general did not pose a threat to the company. They said, no, 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 Shokin's fine. In 2015, Hunter Biden arranged for Sally and Karen from Blue Star Strategies to start working for Burisma and its CEO, Zlochevsky. A Burisma executive said, quote, the ultimate purpose of the contract with Blue Star Strategies would be to, quote, close down any cases, pursuits against Zlochevsky in Ukraine. That's from an email in the Hunter Biden laptop. <laughs> That's the explicit purpose of hiring Blue Star Strategies to close down. Da- Actually, it says there's some broken English there to close down for any cases, pursuits against Nikolai in Ukraine. And then Hunter Biden responds, quote, I trust Sally and Karen implicitly, so I believe we are all aligned. I don't know if that's what he sounds like, actually. Does he he have a high pitch? I don't know. Anyway, he says he trusts these two women implicitly, so I believe we are all aligned. So what does that mean? Confirmed. Yes, it's to shut down the cases against Zlochevsky. That's why we brought the lobbyists on board. Internal State Department emails from 10 months later suggest that Sally told the State Department that she was also representing Lutsenko. So the guy who replaces the prosecutor is repped by the same Blue Star Strategies firm that was brought in by Hunter Biden to represent Burisma the subject the target of the investigation you hire the firm i mean i mean these dots are not difficult to connect here even for media i would think it's not difficult here right you got company under investigation by a prosecutor they hire the vice president's son who then brings on a lobbying firm to represent Burisma to get the stuff shut down Hunter's dad comes to town, says, fire the prosecutor. They do. And they put in place a guy that is repped by the same lobbying firm. Who then doesn't prosecute Burisma because that's the whole freaking point. Good Lord. Like, I'm just a guy reading some news articles in Charlotte. I'm not even like, I'm not even doing interviews with these people. Up in D.C. You could do interviews, media. You guys can get a hold of some of these actors. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Starette organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply. 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, thanks for making me and Vince Coakley and The Morning Show. We we're all uh, number one in the latest uh, ratings, and so we uh, we appreciate that. Um, got a message here from Lance to Pete at the com. Pete, the reason... For putting Joe Biden on the beach all the time is that should he fall, he'll have a soft landing, just like his economy. That's. (laughs) Oh, all right. I kid. I kid the president. Um, John says, I have long been a critic of Dementia Joe, but I have now come to the conclusion that he is the best. I can say without any hesitation, Joe Biden is the best president that money can buy. Quite literally. There you go. Um, And Thomas says. Uh Pete you just mentioned Rush Limbaugh and you jogged my thought from the other day Surely you realize you are filling many of your listeners 3 hour Rush Limbaugh fix Thanks for being a giver Uh I Thomas I am aware of that every single day all the time I, re- I literally I am like it's a constant thought across my mind that uh there there and I, like there's not there's no way anybody can do what Rush did but i recognize that people have habits listening habits that i am a beneficiary of i'm a beneficiary of the fact that limbaugh built this industry for for all of us i would not have this job but for him i would not have been able to work at a, a at a news department i would not have been able to i mean i don't even know if an am radio station would still exist in this current in the iteration that it exists in at least you know even going back to the late 90s when i first got into it no, I mean, we are all indebted. And I'm acutely aware of it. But I appreciate that, Thomas. Um, but yes, know that it, it it does weigh on me every day. I am aware of that. And I appreciate uh, the precious moments that people do, uh, give to me on the program and to WBT. Because what is time but units of your life. And if you're choosing to spend them here with me, I am uh, I'm grateful. And you're the reason I get to do the show. You're the reason I get to... Uh, I get to do this every single day, which I love doing. So uh, I appreciate it. All right, let me get back to this uh, Washington Examiner story by Sarah Bedford. Uh, to recap real quickly, it is Hunter Biden gets, hunted by, uh, gets, Hunter, gets hired by Burisma. Hunter Biden then connects lobbyists with Burisma, which hires the lobbying firm Blue, Strategy, Blue Star Strategies. They are brought on, they all agree in emails, they all agree that the purpose is to kill any kind of cases that are being pursued against Burisma by the Ukrainian prosecutor. Joe Biden goes to Ukraine, and as he says, he gets Shokin fired. Shokin gets replaced by a new prosecutor who is also represented by Blue Star Strategies. And I'm sure it's all just a coincidence. George Kent, get this, he was a high-level State Department official. He was focused on Eurasian affairs. He complained to other high-level State Department officials that Sally, one of the lobbyists, Sally Painter, had effectively bullied him in a phone call regarding Lutsenko, the replacement for Shokin. She told Kent, according to an email in 2016, that she had represented Lutsenko's interests in the U.S. for five years. That meant Painter, who Hunter Biden brought in to help shield Burisma from legal scrutiny, was claiming to have been simultaneously representing the prosecutor who replaced Shokin after Shokin was fired and Burisma. In the same, and remember, the whole point of bringing Blue Star Strategies in was to shut down. The prosecution. Now, the board was told that Shokin won't be a problem. And what Biden claims now, Joe Biden claims now, is that, oh, well, they weren't prosecuting. Shokin wasn't prosecuting. But we know that Shokin seized the assets of the CEO of Burisma. So that doesn't exactly square with what Joe Biden now says. But is it possible here, is it possible, that they thought that Shokin was going to be made to put uh, made to go away. That that's why the board was told he's not a problem. Not that he wasn't investigating, but that we brought Hunter on and he's going to take care of this for us. There's another thing. Burisma board members got a version of events as described by Devin Archer, who said during a transcribed interview with the House Oversight Committee, That the D.C. team, as he called it, had suggested to the board of Burisma that the firing of Shokin would pose problems because Shokin was, quote, under control, which Archer thought meant that he was bribed. But according to State Department emails, the Obama administration thought that Zlochevsky, Burisma's CEO, had paid a bribe to Shokin's predecessor, the previous guy, a guy by the name of Vitaly Yarema, doesn't matter. Obama's team Obama's administration they believed that Barizma had paid a bribe to the previous guy not Shoken Archer Devin Archer and Hunter Biden were already on the board of Barizma having joined the board earlier in 2014 when that when that would have allegedly occurred the bribe to the previous guy so it so is there was was there a misunderstanding or maybe diversion maybe a lie told to the board we don't have to worry about Shokin and there's a bribe paid, but the bribe was for the previous guy and they thought they didn't have to worry about Shokin because we're going to get Biden to take him out. Oh, and lo and behold, the guy that we're going to put in place there in uh, to replace Shokin. Oh yeah. He also comes from the hide uh, from Hunter Biden's world too. Shokin took over for Eurema, began investigating Burisma, um in February, 2016 after Biden started calling for his removal, Shokin's office seized assets belonging to the CEO of Burisma. Under the next guy, who took over, one, the Blue Star Strategies connected guy, Lutsenko, the investigation into the CEO of Burisma died. Kind of like, kind of like a DOJ investigation into Hunter. I'm sure it's all just coincidence. All right, now you are up to speed on the, uh, on the connections here between the Ukrainian prosecutor and Hunter Biden and the Blue Star Strategies Group that totally was not influence-peddling or buying any kind of, uh, uh, you know, privileges or, or favors from the vice president at the time. Of course not. Next up, New York Post reports. Headline. FBI agent lied under oath about knowledge of Hunter Biden laptop talks with Facebook and documents or sorry, talks with Facebook documents reveal. So in other words, the FBI agent, remember this guy, remember the name Elvis Chan, remember him worked out of San Francisco. He was the, he was the conduit, uh, the funnel, if you will, for all of the Intel agencies. And he would liaise act as a liaison with uh uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that. Elvis Chan, yeah, yeah. He apparently lied. <laughs> he lied about stuff. Lied about the Hunter Biden laptop. Lied about talks with Facebook. Yeah, a uh, a San Francisco-based FBI special agent lied under oath about discussions that he had with big tech companies that suppressed. The New York Post's reporting on the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop just before the 2020 election. That according to an internal Facebook document, something we are referring to now as the Facebook files. Well, I mean, I I can't use the theme song anymore for the Twitter files. Because now it would be... Right. Right. All right. Elvis Chan made false statements about his communiques with Facebook over the bombshell October 2020 reports that revealed Hunter Biden involved his dad, Joe, a.k.a. the big guy, in business deals with foreign nationals. A Facebook employee in an October 15th, 2020 message. So this was right before the election, right? October 15th. He says in this email, he says that he had spoken with Elvis Chan, Elvis Chan, right? Because normally if you say I spoke with Elvis, people look at you weird, you know? Uh, Well, nowadays. But he says he had spoken with Elvis Chan, and Chan said that he was up to speed on the FBI's probe of Hunter's laptop. Okay? Okay. So Facebook guy talks to Elvis. Elvis is like, oh, yeah, I am totally up to speed on that. Totally up to speed. And there's no, no current evidence to suggest any foreign connection or direction of the leak. So Elvis was already saying the line about the laptop. Right. He was already telling him this. Don't worry. This is just this is it's nothing. It's not real. Chan then shared during a follow-up phone call with the employee following a conversation the day before between the FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force and Facebook officials at which the Bureau declined to comment on whether the laptop was real. Okay, so you've got Elvis Chan telling this employee, then they have this joint meeting. We've talked about this before where uh, somebody said, hey, what's up with that laptop thing? and uh, they're like, oh, yeah. Somebody says, oh, yeah, it's real. And then the next thing they, they like get cut off, somebody else jumps in. and They're like, no comment, no further comment. They shut it down. In sworn testimony, Chan said, though, that he had no internal knowledge of the investigation. And he said he never talked to anybody at Facebook beyond that one conference call with the whole task force. So he lied. He lied To Congress because he did have communication with a Facebook official where he said that he was up to speed on it and there was no current evidence to suggest any foreign connection or direction of the leak. The deposition was part of a lawsuit filed against the Biden administration by Attorneys General of Missouri and Louisiana, which charged the White House colluded with tech giants to unlawfully suppress free speech. The task force's section chief, Laura Demlow, told the House Judiciary Committee in July that on an earlier phone call with Twitter officials a week before or sorry, a day before this Facebook employee wrote the message to Chan, that an FBI agent confirmed the laptop was authentic, and then another participant jumped in and said no further comment. Chan also denied having discussed the laptop with any Twitter officials. Jim Jordan, who is the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, called Elvis's testimony completely false and said the agent had served as the main conduit between the FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force and Big Tech. By the way, the Bureau had verified the authenticity of the materials on Hunter's abandoned laptop in November of 2019. So 11 months before they were telling Facebook and Twitter the opposite. Here are the two lies Chan told. First, quote, I was confident that I was not a party to any meeting with social media companies where Hunter Biden was discussed outside of the October 14th Joint Task Force conference call. The truth was, Facebook a Facebook official said they spoke with Elvis Chan. Chan, second lie, on Hunter Biden's laptop, November 29th, 2022, he said, quote, I only found out through news media. I had no internal knowledge of the investigation. But again, according to the Facebook messages, their people said that Chan says he was up to speed and there's no current evidence to suggest any foreign connection or direction of the leak. So he lied. He may have committed perjury. Now, these are rarely prosecuted unless they're deemed to be part of in a. Attempt to corrupt the judicial system, which um i yep, they can yeah, check that box. The FBI special agent's testimony was also undercut last year by the so-called Twitter files. Okay. There was a series of reports on internal records from the social media company that revealed a pattern of coordinated suppression of the New York Post. Elvis Chan sent 10 documents, the contents of which are still unknown, but he sent 10 documents to the now former head of trust and safety at Twitter, Yoel Roth, 10 documents Chan sent to Yoel Roth the night before the first laptop story was published. What does that tell you? Is that just a coincidence is it just a coincidence that Elvis Chan, who probably knew because he said he knew, but then he claimed he didn't know, but obviously, like, the FBI knew. They authenticated all of this. They ran, uh, uh, they, they ran, like, tabletop exercises with media companies. Like, let's just say, hypothetically, somebody, you know, gets a hold of Hunter Biden's laptop. It's got all this stuff on it. Like, that would be a disinformation campaign. Let us know if you see anything like that. Knowing that they had the laptop already. They literally ran this exercise with media companies. Elvis Chan obviously knew about the laptop. And he has lied now about when he knew what he knew. But what we also know is that the day before the New York Post drops its story. He sends documents over to Joel Roth. And we still don't know what the contents of those documents are. Don't know why. Don't know why. This is all according to a piece by John, uh, sorry, Josh Christensen at the New York Post. Consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch dot com. News Talk ninety nine three WBT. Next month, September, is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. It's the fourth annual WBT Little Heroes Blood Drive as well. So uh, I'm asking, we're all asking, if you wouldn't mind, come on down to one of the uh, locations and, uh, you know, help save a kid's life. It's not often you get to do that. September 1st at the Ph.D. Weight Loss and Nutrition Clinic in South Charlotte, Carmel Commons. Then you got the one on September 8th at the Ph.D. Clinic in Davidson and then September 28th at the WFNZ Doghouse in Uptown. Go to WBT.com for the details and register for your appointment on the One Blood Big Red Bus. Super easy to do it. it t- it's like a total of 15 to 20 minutes, and you're done. Um, and thank you, by the way. Stephen Miller writing at Spectator, well, this is actually from uh, Twitter, And he's responding to Philip Bump, who is just an idiot, but somehow landed a gig at the Washington Post, I believe. Anyway, Philip Bump says, uh, oh, they got no direct ties to Joe Biden. None of the Hunter Biden money goes directly to Joe Biden. You know, of course not. They they, they can't prove anything. Uh, Now I'm on vacation. And he takes off. That literally, that's what he said today. (laughs) It's like, they can't connect anything. They got no proof connecting Joe Biden to any of this money. And I'll just let you guys talk amongst yourselves because I'm going on vacation. So then he leaves. And Stephen Miller responds that Philip Bump's assertion is that every member of the Biden family saw a piece of the $20 million that came from Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania, China, right? The twenty mil that I went over in the first hour, that $20 million chunk of change that passed through Hunter Biden's LLCs, we are to believe... That all of these other members of the Biden family got a taste, except the guy at the head of the family. The guy upon which all of their influence rests. Okay, yeah, sure, that's that's a theory. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? That could be true. Um... And then there was this story. I mentioned it the other day. And I'm not going to have time to go into all of it. It's a very, very lengthy story. And I've only got about three minutes here. But I want to uh, direct your attention to a piece that was published at RealClearInvestigations.com by Paul Sperry. And the headline is Deception by Redaction. More FBI FISA abuses. This time using fake news in the Washington Post. Okay? So the FBI's efforts to mislead a federal court... To get the wiretap on Carter Page is more extensive, extensive than previously reported. The FBI tried to hide its misconduct by redacting information about its actions under the guise that it involved sensitive intelligence information. Right. So they blacked out some portions of what they released and they were like, oh, it's sensitive information. We cannot possibly let this get out into the public. But Real Clear Investigations now has learned that some of the redacted material was actually just quotes from the Washington Post. <laughs> this was stovepiping. That's what this was, right? You put the story in the media, then you cite the media reports in order to take whatever government action you initially wanted to take, but you couldn't prove. So you leak it out to the press, they report it, then you're like, well, we got these press reports. We're going to have to get the FISA warrant. FBI tried to justify continuing to spy on page in early 2017 by indicating to the secret FISA court that it had verified a rumor about Carter page getting dirt on Hillary Clinton from the Russian government and facilitating a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation with the Kremlin to swing the 2016 election for Trump. But slight problem. The bureau never actually corroborated that its source was the Washington post a front page article at the WAPO that later was retracted after the post determined it was false. The embarrassing revelation has not been previously reported. Thanks to redactions, blacking out references to the Washington post article in the still partially classified applications to the FISA court. The officials confirmed to real clear investigations that, that the censored section covers up the FBI's reliance on that false story published in March of 2017. The FBI claimed the underlying text was sensitive information. Officials, uh, that uh, they spoke on condition of anonymity. Uh, the FBI's references to the post story are contained in the April and the June 2017 FISA applications. And the words that they... The the words that they redacted, it was uh, because it said something about uh, vehemently. They redacted this sentence that had the word vehemently in it because the way the sentence was constructed using that word, it would have been a dead giveaway (laughs) that they were using the Washington Post article. So they blacked it out. They redacted it so we couldn't see it, leading to this impression that they actually had solid intel connecting Carter Page, and they didn't. They didn't. They were just stove piping. Just, guys, just burn it to the ground. The whole thing. Start over again. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.